instead of our regular intro this week, we wanted to take a moment and recognize that this happens to be falling on the 25th anniversary of Princess Diana's uh, tragic passing. And in the spirit of uh, what Princess Diana wanted to do with her life and how she lived, uh, we at From the Top and But A Song Pod wanted to express and thank her first and foremost for the charity work that she was very much known for. And along with the drop of this episode on From the Top's Instagram, from the top underscore podcast, there will be a fund for the human rights campaign, which we feel uh, Diana would have loved to have been a part of. And uh, in her honor and spirit, uh, we would love if you could and have a little bit of extra cash uh, to make a donation in her name and her honor. So thank you, Princess Diana. You have always been a light and will continue to be forever. So thank you and happy listening. We've got magic to do just for you. Okay, John, I need immediate thoughts on red, white, and royal blue. Well, accent work, first of all, with Uma Thurman. What the fuck? What? WTF. What? But. What? Also, I stan Uma Thurman. She acted the crap out of it, but like, what was she doing with the accent? Also, when they. Okay, there. I'm. I can't censor myself when they say this. When they actually showed them give each other a blowjob, I oh. was like, the screamer. But I was like, they need to keep the sex scenes in because the heteros have it. So we gave heteros it. get it. So we get it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Speaking of heteros, where's uh, where's Mary? <laughs> Y'all know I'm not a hetero. I'm bisexual. Let's go. We ain't heteros Woo! in this house. <laughs> Okay, oh my god hetero, okay? Hey, okay half of me is hetero half fine <laughs> well okay but i mean you did say lesbians and so i ran in the room immediately and plowed into my chair yes. so i mean that i is, just i crashed into an entrance it was a great that time that is how you that is how you conjure lesbians that is how you conjure <gasps> oh god they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you haul just pulled into the driveway. Oh, well, thank God, because I have so many things around my house that need to be fixed, and I can't do it. So, I mean... And you're looking to get married at the same time, right? I, yeah, yes. no, exactly. Yeah, 1,000. <laughs> need them healthcare benefits, babes. That's what Ooh, we need. But then, you, but then you'd be in a love triangle, much like the show we're kind of covering today. <laughs> well, then I feel I like... I love that. Reel it in. Let's just Reel it in. It. <laughs> I, Reel it my in. My favorite thing to do on the show is try to figure out, let's take a random open and see if I can steer it into the show we're doing. And that was perfect. So it's, you know what? I think there's only one thing to do, and that's to take this from the top. From the top, a five, six, seven. gentlemen, welcome to another episode of From the Top, your favorite musical theater cast and review. My name is Mary. And I'm another blonde, but my name is Steven. And tonight we have a very special guest in the booth with us to talk about this iconic musical. We have the one, the only John Riley from Life's But a Song Pod. John, thank you for being with us today. Um, it was a no-brainer when you guys introduced, like, invited me to come on to talk about Diana the Musical. I said, <laughs> when are we recording? this 
let's do it now yes <laughs> this this is like a year later when we were doing our first iteration of yep. the harry potter yes with Star, Star Kid. Productions, and oh. we, were like, we went off on a tangent of diana and i was like you, you're we're gonna do this we're gonna this do this to right yes so yeah <laughs> i plan on taking over this episode um, oh perfect <laughs> oh my god i'm so i need a break john so i'm really glad that you're gonna do that because this chica needs a break but um of course as john mentioned the the musical that we were talking about today is is one that i never thought would actually be a thing so i'm very grateful that we're talking about this we're talking about diana the musical your prison has been built your downfall's been devised won't they be surprised when you're under So many musicals have their niche of things. I feel like this is like quick change the musical, and like it's a trip through yeah. Diana's. But really looks. though, yeah. oh my that's god, that's the gimmick. That's the draw. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what I'm tuning in for. Oh my and god, I was like, we need John. Mm-hmm. I wrote down. I wrote down. Was the backstage just mountains of costumes? <laughs> it had to have been, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially pretty pretty draw. Oh. Like, that uh, freaking number oh my god i've heard i've heard so i i've talked about this on my podcast i've also talked about this with some people i know some people who were in the show mm-hmm. um, oh, awesome. whether it was in the pro shot that we're going to talk about or in the yeah. reopening of it when wow. came back and they talk about how like that number the ending quick change never worked <laughs> Uh, still visually stunning oh yeah visually i mean there was one the, those quick changes like i loved the moments where like you would see like who was supposed to be diana like the ma- like the wedding sequence right so she and you know um charles step up together she's walking past and then all of a sudden comes in and is in the veil and the dress like there were some moments of that that were very like yeah very like oh my god it's magic but then there were others where like when she's in the red dress before the white reveal i'm like you're standing in front of something that just has a dress on and someone moved it she's actually wearing something but her arms are at her side oh and then they rip it off of her and then she's there with her arms but also in the pro shot, they changed the the structure of the wedding dress because it like the veil used to be attached to the dress, which uh-huh. was attached to yeah. like a cage or something, like a hue like a dress form. Sure. And and so she wasn't really able to move her head like a Batman cowl. So, <laughs> so at the end there, when you see her, when you see them like kiss and all that, yeah. you're like, okay, well, you can get away with something. Okay, right off the bat. I Oh, pop off my leash. Let's go. I have a theory that may explain things, but also may sound like I'm insane. And that oh. is, I think they wanted to make a movie. But then somebody told them you might make more money if it's a theatrical production oh. because you get more ticket sales and everything. You know, sure. And I, because I, I have to really wonder why they released a Netflix pro shot before they made it back to Broadway. Yeah, because they were supposed to open and then something happened in 2020. And something. Then, <laughs> and then, Whatever. you know, in November 2021, they then reopened. Uh, we'll get into it more, but I feel like the show is also not 
done. I, I was going to say it felt like it needed um, another month or so in a workshop. It needed a few more previews to like test it out on yeah. some audiences. But <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk about it. We will get deep into all of this. So I was listening to an older episode of yours and you go, and y'all give like a brief summary. Can I can I give one? Please, God, oh. give one. So my, so my brief synopsis of Diana the Musical is that it is Princess Diana's Wikipedia. It's sorry, but it is. My synopsis of Diana the Musical is that it's based off of Princess Diana's Wikipedia page written by a member of the Queen's staff. <laughs> That's hilarious. So wrong. I, sh- I shit you not, John. I have, <laughs> this is bullet point the musical. It is, yeah, like you said, bullet point the musical. It yeah. is basically, they are spanning, I believe it's 15 years. It's like from 1980, 81 to 96. I believe that's when she died. Yep, 96, 97, yeah. 97. So, <clears throat> The queen comes out smelling like a rose. She may be stern. She may be a little bit blunt and to the point. Like, Officer's Wife, though, great song. I will say that. Yeah. Um, she comes off just just like, like, oh, whatever. Figure it out, Charles. How dare you? Fine, you can get a divorce. Like, she does. There's there's the theory. Do I want to bring up the conspiracy theory? Do it. Bring up Do it. Do it. There's a conspiracy theory that she had a hand in Diana's death. Too many things line up to where we can't disprove that it didn't happen. And knowing, like, once you step into this royal family, there's no stepping out. And was she really going to make it out? And that is what they're trying to say. Like, this... They are trying to give their opinions on what's happening or what happened. Yeah. And like, yeah, they use the sources of Diana and all that, but like, I don't know, man. It just, there's, they they come up with some concrete, they, it sounds so concrete that you're like, is this what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's hard. I, I personally, I, I love conspiracy theories. Oh, trust, like love this. And I kind of, in my secret heart of hearts, I want her to have pulled in Anastasia might have made it out and is now living her own secret life fantasy. That's what I want to have happened for her. It's what I want and hope for, but <laughs> you know. A future queen should have no past. Find her Charles and find her fast. I swear to God, I've tried. This is matricide. Well, there is one possibility. Daughter of a British Earl. The youngest Spencer daughter, Lady Diana. Lovely as an English pearl. Seemingly the perfect girl. For the worst job, the worst job in England. The number of times that she is told... Like, forget your dreams, like, quit being foolish, Mm -hmm. like, all of those things. As a woman, like, I want her to have been, we seem to be in this fant or in this theme of um, your dream is mediocrity. That's all Diana wanted was to be able to live her life with her children and and like do good for other people. She didn't care about, you know, like at least from, okay, I will, I will back this statement up. My, of my viewing of this musical and knowing very briefly a little bit about Diana, because I was very young when that tragedy occurred. um, You know, I, what I can infer from this musical is that Diana is portrayed as a person who just wants to do right by people and is being told, sit down, shut up, be pretty. That's all we need you to do. Like quit, quit going out and advocating for people. And she's like, how about you? I'm going to go do this. And all I want to do is be a good mom to my boys. And that's it. And 
this is now what the third show that we've done that the your leading female just wants mediocrity, but not in a bad yeah. sense, but like <clears throat> to just live her life and that is her dream. Oh god, that just hurts my heart. It's it's kind of like a story about being duped into a dream that you thought and then mm. don't meet your heroes uh, because it's not what you thought it was. Uh-huh. But then it's like, so but then also like at the beginning when she's just like, oh, I want I want the idea of a fantasy. I don't want a fantasy. I just want the idea of one. That line mixed with one of her last lines where she's talking to the queen and she's like, I want to go to America because there are no princesses there. Yeah. And then you get a yeah. gif and I'm crying and I'm ex- waiting for my Oscar because I'm ugly crying. Yes. <laughs> uh, we need a cast list, which is going to be insert the royal family insert the royal family so i am pulling the uh, cast list from imdb.com using um the diana pro shot you know kind of as our basis of characters thinking back to the show itself there are quite a few people in the ensemble i think it's like six or seven people in the ensemble that play multiple different roles like the you know the queen's staff and um reporters and Mm -hmm. doctors and all that kind of stuff so i mean yeah we're gonna stick to the to the named folks that we have i'm gonna rattle off some names and then obviously we'll talk about like who they are in the grander scheme of history um but you know of course our our titular character is princess diana of wales um and followed up by uh prince charles her husband and then i know i just (laughs) man there is a song mm, there's i have so many thoughts on Charles specifically, because I hate him. Um, and then we have Charles's uh, side piece, Camilla. And uh, yeah, boo. also, boo. Charles's mother is uh, Queen Elizabeth. We have uh, Andrew Parker Bowles. Who's in like two scenes. Yeah, like it's, yeah, okay. They added him. I'm also on their Wikipedia page. Oh, they are added you? him for Broadway. Oh, of course they oh, really? did. It looks like, uh, I guess the next real named people. So Sarah Spencer is, of course, Diana's sister. We have Paul Burrell, who I think must be like, I don't know if it's Diana's like right hand person or like whoever attends to her. But that I think seems to be the person who attends to the royal I family. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we have uh, Colin, who I'm pretty sure is just the attendant for prince charles um and then james hewitt who ends up being diana's love interest then to james hewitt shout out i'm sorry that whole number wow (laughs) it looks like the rest of these folks are um ensemble there are a couple of named andrew morton and graham who i'm pretty sure andrew morton i think is the reporter yes okay he's the one that that sings and the truth can uh when the words come out yeah when the words come pouring out yep but but how dare you forget about barbara cartland judy k (laughs) plays both roles i think is true okay i'm yelling at okay because i'm like i'm a fragile sis today don't yell at me i'm gonna start crying (laughs) it'll be fine i also I, i don't know who Graham is though. I think Graham is the patient at the AIDS hospital, the one that she meets think, with. I and think that's right. and lies. I think mm. so. Yeah, I yeah. think that's it. So then that's your character breakdown. Then again, don't create a scene. You're auditioning to be his queen. And if Queen were playing now, Freddie Mercury would slay it. This is how your people, this is how your people dance. Catch up, boys. Uh, 
so we get introduced essentially at a party of Diana, mm -hmm. where she, for the first time, meets Camilla, who we're, sus we're suspecting is choosing her for Charles to represent and potentially become the next queen. My first note for Camilla is just f off Camilla in all caps. <laughs> you see, this is where this is where I feel awful because I don't know if this actually happened in real life. So are we putting things on her? She's always been the side piece that we all know of. Like it's a true fact that she is and has been always was. Stop everyone for a hot second because another note that I had that I wrote down, just the realization, Charles is now king. Yeah. And this was in a time, yeah, right. <laughs> this was this was performed in a time when he was still the prince. Correct. Elizabeth was still alive. So now Charles is the king and Camilla is the queen. God damn she it. This is like tortoise in the hair, slow and steady wins the race mm -hmm. sort of thing. <laughs> But like that also just sickens me a little bit. Yeah, little she played bit. the long con. God. And if it wasn't, and if it wasn't the queen, then it probably was Camilla that had her murdered. Like, let's be real here. I mean, that's let's yeah. let's spread some wild conjecture. Let's on spread it. some I'm, conspiracies. I'm here for it because I believe it. Realizing that the princess fantasy, the prince that she fell in love with, it's actually a system of honor. It's about honoring your country. It's about serving your country in a different way. And um figuring out how to navigate that in in a way that works for her, for her to feel human. I mean, yeah. she was 19 when she entered this. She was essentially a, still a child. She didn't know though, anything. You know, She's just coming from, she has, she had a title. Yeah. They do talk about it too in the show. She has some sort of a title, I think judges or something like that. And then- Actually, yeah, perfect. This goes right in to our first talking point of from the beginning. So when I did this on my podcast, I went on a little deep dive on her. I didn't actually read the book. I am so mad at myself because like I have I have the audiobook and I meant to listen to it right before we recorded That's for amazing. my episode a year ago as well. And then that didn't happen. And then I was going to do it for this. And then I just forgot. So <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, so she was, she had a title, but it wasn't like princess, basically. Yeah. She, like Diana was born into the British nobility. Like she grew up close to the royal family um, in the Sandingham estate. Like, so she wasn't, it's not, how do I say this? She understood what being royal was and grew up close to it, but was not high enough in the ranks of royal to have really been seen in the public eye. But she understood everything, but nothing really applied to her until the prince took interest in her. Right. And and it's also said in the show that the prince did date her sister first. Correct. We're taking some of the things that are said in the show as a grain of, with a grain of salt. It's that he was told to find somebody who's like pure and like unknown and like stop philandering and stop not philandering, stop um, being a whore. Yeah, right. don't be a man around and everything. Because he was known as like you know a, a, as a philanderer. He was kind of the it boy, and he would was known to go uh. around and date lots and lots of. Not and we've all seen women. We've all seen pictures of him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cute. Then <laughs> are we? Are we sure? Even in the eighties, <laughs> I mean, we're we're what we're watching the the glamorized version of it with all 
hot Broadway actors. Yes. And we have to remember what Charles actually looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that Camilla, uh-huh. though beautiful is beautiful she is but she is like his age and everything and diana is the hot young thing as well but diana and camilla are fighting over charles he's sort of shot i watched it after the show closed Mm. and i'm mad at myself that i didn't get a chance to see the show live because apparently they changed things from the pro shot to the actual show really and now they're doing a concert version in london which oh my god i would love to hear how that goes i would i would love to i think this show almost works better in a concert version overall because most of it's set to music there's very little like scene work per se all of the scenes or dialogue does seem to take place in the middle of a number mm-hmm. the one that, and the one that i hate i'm sorry i hate it that it's a song secrets and lies i don't think it should have just been a book scene it could have been i i, I don't hate it is it as good as will i lose my dignity from rent no but it's the same sort of thing i think it's should just be dialogue i don't think you need to sing your dialogue that's the only thing that I, I have against you. You do know we cover musicals, John. Right? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn, will you called... reel in the shade for our guests, please? Uh, Stefan, this is not. <laughs> Stefan! <laughs> this is not Diana the Opera. This is Diana the Musical. Yes. I agree. Holy I shit, I'm dead. I really do. Dead. The choreography hinders this show oh, or at least bit. the pro shot so Be- i i have it where like the ensemble seems to be in a different show well here's another theory i have the ensemble is just a sassy gay man one sassy gay man <laughs> just one <laughs> well they're you know because because when when in the main event when diana comes in and she's like and i'm here too you basically hear them all do the gay gasp like <gasps> drama yeah. right <laughs> right but like then you have uh the worst job in london you have this is how your people dance pretty pretty girl uh pretty pretty dress and like you have all these uh, all these other moments where you're just like okay so you're all just like a gay right you're just, you're one just gay the token gay yes the, <laughs> the one gay's thought but like in four-part harmony cool yeah. we're here for it that is absolutely uh, the mean, gayest thought it would be in four-part harmony obviously immediately where are we by the way did we pass oh this? my gosh <laughs> well, we took a major side plot side plot I told you I was taking over this episode. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'm so along I'm, for this I, ride. <laughs> I completely forgot. We're in from the beginning, technically. So, yes. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, anyway, I think we're supposed to be in her mind in this well, show. A yes. Little bit. And it takes about nine minutes for you to understand why the music slaps so hard. Because. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, they you you come in 
underestimated is basically like um regular musical theatery yeah and then you get into the worst jobs in england and you're like why why are you slapping me in the face ensemble like what did i do (laughs) what is this (laughs) and then and then from there right before this is how your people dance they finally define she loves Oh yeah, rock and pop music, and, and she's so not, much, yeah. and so much of these this music feels derivative of actual songs that are happening in the eighties, like the hits she would have been listening to, yeah. while all of this was going on secretly, almost. I will has a moment that's totally ripped from another song. Oh, and the, so every every nothing's gonna stop us now. Yep, totally. And they all, yeah, every single song. I was like, I know, I know this song outside of this show because they took a piece of this riff and melody. Yeah, it's just a thing. <clears throat> anyway, God damn it, we did it again. Okay. Five part episode, everyone. 70 parts. The whole thing is, uh, yes, Diana was born into this British nobility. So it's it's weird to think like, oh, she just grew up a pedestrian in some like suburban house somewhere. No, she was actually somewhat of a British nobility already. Um, in 1981, while working as a nursery teacher's assistant, she did become engaged to Charles. Um, the royal family frequently holidayed next to um, the Sandingham, Sandingham house in which she lived. Um, so Diana ended up playing with a lot of the queen's sons just naturally. Hmm. Uh, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward. Um, but then Diana was homeschooled on top of all of this. So under the supervision of a governess. And then she did end up going to a private school where she wasn't doing well academically. So we see these hints in this show that everyone says, oh, she's not that bright. She's not that smart. She's a little dim. Like this is what they allude to. Well, she failed her O levels, which I assume is a, British version of like standardized testing yeah. twice. She failed them twice. <laughs> so, Baby. but she did win an award for outstanding community spirit. So smells like community been, spirit. Let's go. Yeah, she's always yes. been a people person. And we see that we see that she can work a crowd naturally. She did show a sh- talent for music as an accomplished pianist. And she also excelled in swimming, diving and ballet and tap. So this is where this whole side plot of her going to a royal ballet and then being a part of the show. That is everything in here actually happened except for the dialogue. Let's let's agree on that. What's worthy to point out is it is absolutely accurate that she was just as cunning and forthright and as as she is portrayed in the show. Like she refused most of the nanny and childcare services like within the palace. She took her kids to school whenever she could. She was was actually involved in over a hundred plus charities and was active in all of them. And she was exactly what the royal family needed at this time from like the, the people's perspective because the royal family was going through a major PR crisis of like this antiquated thing. They weren't doing well. Prince Charles wasn't acting well in in any right. So they needed someone to be this perfect little angel that he could, you know, link up with. Right. And then mold. And she she was a shy little dumb girl 
in their mind and they thought perfect this is the perfect candidate for this but she ended up being a baller so (laughs) yes my girl she girl bossed all the way so like this show sorry to jump around again but like this show came around like a diana sans as well where like a diana sans comeback (laughs) say it again say it loud it came back during a diana sans where like you know she's on the crown they're doing spencer i think it was also well we're also forgetting that her child did what she wanted to do yes he defected and that is what her, her dream was, and he was able to pull it off. Because wow. maybe he saw this and was like, I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and I think you're right. I think you're hitting on this felt like it should have been more of a film or a movie in, in that way. And someone said, actually, let's make it a musical. I think it has all the workings to be a great musical. For some reason, it just flopped. Inspiration. And I can't wait to visit each and every one of you. Just pace yourself, darling. Why? No matter the cause, she moves with such skill. She seems to know secrets, which I never will. She stands still and listens for what seems like days. She moves in the most modern ways. She moves in the most modern ways. What I want to do really quick before we go on, I want to separate what was fact and fiction from musical versus real life. I think in uh, The Words Came Pouring Out, that is like what she says, because she's saying like other bullet points in it. If you actually re-listen to it, where she's talking about things that happen. And so that is clearly from the Diana Wikipedia page. And yes, but that's also sourced from quotes from this expose book. that From an anonymous source. Yes. A total anonymous source. Totally anonymous. Uh, So yeah, we'll just go through these really quick. These are just the top ones that everyone has said, oh, this is fact versus fiction. So did Camilla pick out a necklace for Princess Diana as a gift for Prince Charles when they were dating? Likely fiction. They cannot confirm nor deny, but most likely it was fiction, and this just made a better plot point in this show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, it just seemed like at least how... Um, Erin Davey, it seemed like the way that Camilla is written, she performed her in the beginning to be like, you know what? We're just going to be cool. We're going to be friends. Yeah. I don't I don't want to go to the date with you uh, to the concert because she wants alone time with you, Charles. So like there was a voice of reason. And then I guess because he just kept her, she was like, well, I now want to be queen and Diana. Yeah, exactly. So then the, the jealousy rears his ugly head. Yeah, and, and I think there is something to be said. I think Camilla knew the game and still knows the game in real yes. life. Like, I think that's the thing. She understood what she was getting into. Diana did not. Um, did Camilla really attend Prince Charles and Diana's royal wedding? Yes. Uh, did Prince Charles really propose to Diana saying, whatever love means anyway? Um, probably not. But he did say uh, in an actual interview, um, whatever in love means. Asshat. Sorry. Yeah, but it, right. also, but it also, you have to put it in context with royalty. 
because a lot of the right. time they're arranged. So they're it's not so yeah. They're so separated from what reality is in a way. The royal family, maybe even at this time, had a huge case of that. They just didn't know what was real versus what was just their life. Sure. I think the queen says it too, where she's just like, I didn't marry for love. And then you, and like, you see this a lot too, where like people say, I didn't marry for love, but then I fell in love. Royalty, but then there's arranged marriages. Mm -hmm. That is a real thing that, everyday people go through and so you know the the song whatever love means anyway kind of makes sense although it is it makes people angry like mary was angry about it but like with some context you have to like give it a pass yeah (laughs) maybe he didn't love her at first but i mean he can he could have learned how to love her if he wasn't too busy getting his dick wet with Camilla. <laughs> um, a uh, few more. Uh, did Prince Charles want a daughter? Yes, it is very well known. He did want a daughter that Diana never gave. Uh, How Princess dare you, Diana? Diana. Really... Wait, what did, yeah, I, right. what did I write down? Hold on, hold on. This is a good moment because I wrote down. Okay, I wrote, F*** off, Charles, about the babies. You didn't produce a daughter as I requested. How dare? Like, yeah. F*** you. <laughs> what? you know whether scripted or not you happen you have to think this was how these conversations went behind closed doors that every time every issue that charles interacts with diana is to chastise and reprimand her for acting in her own will and the moment that really speaks to this is the biggest thing you did in your life was marrying me me. and that's all you should be known for is marrying me (sighs) I just want to eat him. I want to murder him and eat him into little bits. Right? And it it just puts it so succinctly and beautifully that I'm like, this had to have been the conversation they had. So Mary, you want to literally have the worst pie in London. I really want to have the worst pies in London. No, pie, just pie. Oh, just one, just one pie. Yeah. Yeah, Just one pie. Put him in the meat grinder. Oh my God. (laughs) It's Prince... A little prince. prince. <laughs> <laughs> now king. Nope, no uh, prince no forever prince. and always. Fuck you. Okay, that's fine. Oh my God. I love these next two so goddamn much. Did Princess Diana really call Camilla the Rottweiler? Yes. Tell me yes. Yes! yes! Ah! Um, because, uh, quote, quote from Diana, once she has got her teeth into someone, she won't let go. yes i wish i had my fan to clack yes oh and even better did princess diana confront camilla at a birthday party from camilla's sister the thrilla in manila absolute fact yes princess diana shows up unannounced in 1989 to a birthday party for camilla's sister annabelle elliott she confronted camilla about this affair And then Camilla asked what more she could want in addition to her two sons in public adoration. Diana, point blank, looks her dead ass in the eyes and says, I want my husband. Oh! Ah! The shade! This is in front of people. Yes, my queen. She's like, I am done. If you can, I I don't know how you edit, but like if when you're editing this episode, if you could add the shade rattle from RuPaul's Drag Race there. (laughs) I'll I'll do it. I'll do it for you, John. Steven. (laughs) And get ready to use it throughout this whole episode. Everywhere. Okay, yeah. From here on out, shade rattle. Shade rattle. Love it. There you go, future Steven. Diana, 
I think I understand why she if she wasn't she needs to be more of a gay icon for us. Yes. I think she probably was in the for UK. the younger generation. For the younger yes. gays. So, uh, yes. she, she needs to like be the lesson the master yes. course of lessonry that we we need. Like yes. honestly. We need this Diana Sance. Yes. Give me a good Diana Sance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh did did Princess Diana make a last-minute decision to step out in a revenge dress, the feck you dress? Yes, 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 she did. Yes, she, she did. She did step out in a revenge dress. However, it's not because of why we all think. But Damn. it happened to line up perfectly. Of course it so, did. So the because... press had caught wind of what she was actually going to be wearing. So she decided to pull out a three-year-old dress. However, she is said to saying she decided to fight back and decided that she would choose a dress that had previously been rejected because it was too revealing. So it it was a f*** you a a little bit. There is also an interview with Paul Burrell, the, her attendant, if you will? Yes. Where he did, he does say like, we did decide on this dress for a revenge of sorts. Yeah, that's which, amazing. I mean, that had to have been a cute little. Oh, I, and then, the, and then also, if walls in, could talk, and then also in um, the crown, they recreate the dress as well. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. So, and also in, I don't know if this is in your notes right now, but in Pretty Pretty Dress, a lot of those are recreations. Of- are they really? Yeah, yeah. Aww. Like the the problem is like my knowing of Diana is through these dresses i they're they're iconic because i remember her wearing them and that i have distinct images in my head of her walking down lines of people like in wales yep. i know what she was wearing yep. and that's it, it's that time in history where she went from like michelle tanner from full house to like the frilly Crawford in in sports illustrated like that's that's what it was like she, she wore, went from this to this she yeah. wore the frilly frumpy fruffles <laughs> The frilly, frumpy fruffles. Frumpy fruffles. They rhymed ruffles with fruffles. Very much so. Have you looked in my closets lately? It's as if the Queen selected my entire wardrobe. Too many bows. Too many ruffles. Too many frilly, frumpy fruffles. Girl can look rather skittish when her designers are boring and British. I'm just staring at photos of Diana and my God, her, the feathered hair that she had was just like, wigs were on point. uh, They were so good. I, oh my God. Like she just, I don't know. Like I, I hate the idea that they picked her or that she in any way was chosen because she seemed naive and innocent and, oh, she's just a dumb blonde and she'll do what we tell her because whatever. Cause like you look at pictures of this woman and I mean, okay, strangely enough, it makes me think of my mom, maybe because like the only real photos I have my of my mom are from like this time period. You look at her and you just go, I just want to get to know who you are because you look like a woman who is approachable. You look like someone who I can go, yes, I relate to you in some way. Which is what I've always thought anybody who runs or is in a position of power needs to be relatable in that way. Because how can we relate to people? Like Charles says, we're their idols. We're what they're as- they aspire to be. She's like, why the f*** 
would you want to do that? Why not care about people? Like as much as we talked about the dress, it is disgusting. Like when you think, yep. of, when you look at it in terms of a fashion, <laughs> it's a, it's not a cute dress at all. But like you see why it's the f- you dress. I'm sorry, the feck you dress. So what makes this story musical worthy? Now, us as Americans, like we we don't prescribe to this sort of royal system. Um, there is no honor to us with royals. We fled this. <laughs> it wasn't centuries ago. However, comma, it wasn't until Diana's death because she was like a celebrity that yeah. people looked up to. I was nine when she died so i don't really remember this yeah i was gonna say i was like nine or ten somewhere in there yeah so like she she's like it's like a celebrity death that we talk about these days we don't know these people from adam but like when all of it when they die you're like oh my god betty white you were blah 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 oh my god this person like i have a feeling when dolly parton it, whenever Dolly Parton Ugh. decides to not be on Earth anymore, knock on wood. I'm gonna need like a week, <laughs> and like, but like I'm not like a huge like the biggest number one fan of Dolly Parton. But like, you know, you know, and the, and but like when Diana died, there was something that happened that became like global. So like, you know, it was everywhere. It was publicized. So like, I understand the want and desire to make, you know, TV shows, movies, stage adaptations of Diana's life. I don't know if this is it. This is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to say because there are so many parts about the show that I love. And I think this story is can be an epic musical is the way that this was put together, how her story should have been told. I don't know. I mean, I know I ta- I know I complained about secrets and lies, but I kind of wish there was it was an opera, a full blown opera, zero spoken dialogue, and because and because there is dialogue, that's why I argued that secrets and lies should have been a book scene. But if it what if there wasn't anything, which I understand that that is a, also a very historic moment because it's during the AIDS crisis, people um, mishandled it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but like to say the was, least, she was the first person to like destigmatize it. Yeah, and, and this was right around the time that the Clintons finally acknowledged it with the um, the huge AIDS blanket that would sprawl across. Yeah, the lawn every year and they finally took note of it and walked around so I think this was starting to become political people people of royalty they can become a, a major talking point for people I just feel like if they wanted to do a musical I feel like they need to do it justice and I feel like it shouldn't be a stage version I think it is I think the story overall can be put into a musical and and it deserves that sort of larger than life status it, again I, I just don't know but mary because i know you had never touched this before you would never seen this looked at it what mm-hmm. were your first thoughts because upon my second watch of this i weirdly say it got better the first time i watched this i went what the hell did they do to this poor woman oh i was obsessed <laughs> from the get and but then i started listening to the soundtrack and the soundtrack won me over and then 
this was the, old, the only second time I'd ever seen this was in prep for this. And sure. I, went, I walked in deciding I was going to hate it. And then I walked out kind of like, oh, I kind of love it. Oh, I kind now. of like it. <laughs> uh, Stefan, soundtrack? You mean cast album. Cast yeah. album. Get I'm so sorry. Get yes. it together. Oh, no. Shade rattle. Shade rattle, <laughs> Shade rattle right now. Thank oh, you. Oh, my God. Thank you, John. Too funny. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's uh, very kind of refreshing that, like, the, the way that this musical was made was made about her life. Because when you talk about, or at least when most people talk about Princess Di, and they talk about, you know, and mention her to anybody, the first thing they're going to talk about is the car crash. Like, they're going to talk about how she died yeah. young and how it was, you know, this this big old conspiracy. And, and like, everybody's just going to focus on the fact that she died young. And I really enjoyed the fact that this musical left that literally to the very end. And it was only a microsecond of the show where they obviously have to bring in, you know, they have to historically say hey this happened so here you go here's your end um but like i'm uh, much like catch me if you can things that i never thought would be musicals oh i i know i i still can't get over that one i just the day I, we cover that show is just it's going to be my favorite day in the world because uh, the venom that is going to pour out of your mouth i well remember we I said just, that same thing about oklahoma and then i started to come so around true. to it Okay. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. I mean, I think that it it is something that I did not think was going to happen, but um you know, of course like I do, I went through and I read reviews of it and I mean, a lot of people didn't oh, like they it. it. They yeah. hated it. But that's kind of like what I said. I didn't like it on my first watch. I watched it again and I went, "Oh, I get it now." Like I get I it. mean, cuz cuz it there's there is the high camp factor that they don't really they lean into it and then they're like, no, no, we're too far now. And then they lean into it and then they're like, no, no, we're too far. Yeah. You know how like Spring Awakening is this juxtaposition of 1890s Germany. Mm -hmm. And then you but you have this rock like, yes, you get this constant clash. And that's what makes it work with Diana. They're trying to ebb and flow and meld everything all at once. And it becomes this. You took everything in your pantry and tried to make a soup, and now you're you have like too many contrasting flavors, and it's weird. <laughs> but but honestly, I feel like they get it at the end. They, they do. Then there are moments of the show where I'm like, oh, this is so good, and then like, there are moments I go, Guh, why? <laughs> like <laughs> the officer's wife, and if like the world, they got it. They got it. And yep. then and then but like but then we get to like the main event, pretty pretty girl. Um uh this is how your people dance, and you're like, this is a different show entirely. It yes. is, but, but I they, love it. But I love it. <laughs> but they should have picked a lane and like, oh, this is the show, or this is the show. When I first watched this, like I was watching it and it we got when we were getting into if I was, I all of a sudden had a moment of realization. I was like, oh my God, she died. <laughs> oh my God, she right. died. You're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. 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 And then watching it now for this, I'm like, the queen's dead. Oh, oh yeah. no! Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's why earlier I was like, Charles is king, everyone, and Camilla is now queen. Uh, Hello, we we're making we we're making jokes about it, but like, no, it's like a real thing. No, it's you're, real because you're you're watching a history lesson basically on stage. That's a musical with all the necrography ever. Yep, and 
<laughs> and you're like, ah. okay, this is okay. Yeah. And it, like, I'm not going to lie though. It did make, like I said, I bought the book and I wanted to read it. I wanted to look yeah. more into her. So like, I think mission accomplished for what the show maybe wanted to do, which was like, put shine a light on us. Like, I forget who Mary, you said it. Shine a light on her aspect of her life. That was more than just mm-hmm. the ending shift in a 180 here. And in a weird, weird world, we get to see like this other side to some of our antagonists in the show, Camilla, Charles and the queen. Do we ever at any point feel sorry for Camilla and Charles and or the queen? No, because I kind of do because they in some ways reflect the same wants and desires that Diana is, but they still choose this antiquated way of life. Um, it's not that I feel sorry for her, but like I, un- I kind of get an understanding of the queen in an officer's wife because yeah. that's when she's like, and all of that's true too. Like she was not looking be- to be queen. I believe it. But like, you know, I get it. I, I, I think it's more, I empathize with her. Empathy is a better word. Yeah. yeah. Char- uh, Charles and Camilla. I'm like, you guys can go. They kind of dug their own grave just in what they were doing and which we also know is true fact. Like they did all of these things. So it's hard to feel sorry for them, I guess. Yes. But it's like you still treated someone like crap all of her life that was revered. You were still pretty selfish. You still took made the choices to go see each other on the side. You were married and you were married. And thus this all still happened. You know, it's, it's weird to say. Do what do you feel sorry for them? I think is there a way to feel empathy because they're still trapped in this royal prison? What about Last... Mary? Mary, what about you? Did you? Oh, did you I was gonna say, you yeah. Empathize or... I, I don't. I because I think you know I come from this from a place of like I really I empathize with Diana on the level of like. I don't, I've felt for a long time, like in my life, I've never had a voice. I haven't been, you know, like able to like pursue the things that I want to do because things were set forth for me that it's like, you will do this because this is what you're supposed to do. And only recently have I started to like find my own voice and be able to, you know, whether or not somebody thinks it's couth or whatever, like I do it because it's important to do or it's important to say. But like the fact that Charles goes out of his way to not only demean Diana in every possible iteration of doing this at every turn that he's able to, especially the ballet scene where she goes, I was doing this because I wanted you to be proud of me. And he's like, why the would I be proud of you for making an ass of yourself? That wasn't the point. The point is that she did something to try to do a gesture, a show of affection, and you basically told her to go f*** herself. So I'm like, I don't give a shit what you want or what you're going through with your old side bitch. Like, clearly everybody knows that the affairs are happening. Everybody knows it. And no one's willing to say anything. But the fact that Charles looks at Diana and has the audacity to go, um, you should take care of yourself being with this stable boy how dare you you step the off right now don't you dare tell her that she doesn't get to have this when you're over here some other woman sorry i'm so mad about that (laughs) well no i'm out i can't john and i like took a step back we were like sorry i'm that was (laughs) so loud i'm sorry god damn it it's all your fault how about from a start don't act like a 
of you When any fool can see Your life's greatest achievement You married me You married me All you've ever done You married me You married me You married all you've ever done Is marry me And last pivotal question why do we think this show flopped? I mean, we know this was COVID. This is clearly a COVID death. I don't think that helped at all. But was the public just not buying what was being sold? Was this Netflix drop a little too early? We know it's historically accurate. I brought up this is sort of bullet points the musical. Mm-hmm. Was it just too much information at once? What What do we think? It was It was because of the marketing team why it flopped. I think so. That's because, As a marketing and PR person, I honestly think it's the marketing. Because they should have gone for like us like our generation like uh, and also be like this is so camp Uh, like like slay mama boots house yes queen but (laughs) they went for an, an older generation that didn't appreciate it or didn't or were like this sucks they were going for the older demographic generation that wasn't going to buy in to the music that was presented. But kind of like Mary, Mary absolutely identified with our main character in the strife and troubles that she was going through. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it wasn't marketed towards that. It wasn't ever put forth in that way in their marketing. So it, it was like, how am I going to, when you have the and Juliet's and other things that were coming out at this point of time that feel more contemporary and more of the younger generation, how is this going to hold a candle? I th- they should have geared it or tried to target millennials, I feel like. Yeah. It's it's an absolute millennial thing because we were right in that era of all of this transition of technology and this was huge in our childhood. So it's but a nostalgia it, moment for us too. I was looking through some of the social media of it and they were trying to make like funny memes about interactions with the queen. And I go, no, that's not it. No, you, you need to focus on the feminism of it. That's what yeah, they it's, it's the women empowerment of it. it. Like there was a moment for it. And as two men talking about feminism, Mary, how yeah. do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm here for it because again, women, we don't have a voice, right? So it's supposed to be the white dudes that tell us what we feel and what we think, and it. I, but of course, you know, that's all tongue in cheek because of of course, neither of these humans would ever tell me what to think or feel. Um, but it's funny that you guys are talking about this because I've been, you know, I've, I was looking up some reviews of this show, and pretty much consistently across like the four or five reviews that I read, every person wrote. This show doesn't know what it is. It does not know what Correct. it's going for. And that's somebody what we've been saying. Yeah, somebody didn't like there was there were multiple themes that you could have chosen. So instead of going down one route, you just chose everything. But here's what I got to read to you because we were we made a cats reference earlier. So this is comes from The Guardian. Not since Cats uh, not since the Cats movie have I literally shouted from my seat, "What? What? What?" Only by having Diana ride on stage on the back of a jellical cat could this be more bizarre. 
If it was deliberate satire, it would be genius, but it's not. It's a saucer-eyed retelling of the life of Diana, Prince of Wales, with bobbing chorus lines of footmen and flunkies who, with a costume change, morph into step-in-time phalanxes of snarling tabloid hacks, while Diana solemnly warbles downstage about her loneliness and determination in a pool of follow spotlight. Rough. Oh, but so accurate at it's, the same time. It's so. I get everything they're saying. I do. Yeah. But, but for some reason, like, because I watched it the second time and I, I went in and something clicked where I went, we're in Diana's brain. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that made it better to me. But if there was a way to suggest that at the beginning, as opposed to just saying, we're going to step in. This is going to be historical musical. This is going to be something. And that's the first 10 minutes. That's how you feel. But there's no like magical, mystical way to get into her brain. You know what we or- need? Chicago movie where they're in the, during all that jazz, where they focus in on Roxy and you, and they, and they, and they yes. do, do that. And then you hear Roxy sing jazz we need something like that. Where, we absolutely need that. Where without like, you know, punching us in the face like they do a lot in the show, we need them to be like, this is how we're telling the story, but we're going to tell you subtly. Not subtly, but subtly. Word. Here, take my hand. Here, take my hand. We'll have a nice time. An honor to meet you. The honor is mine all pretense for she sees all our pain and we see all hers i brought along a photographer i thought some pictures for the papers oh no no i couldn't possibly but it'll bring attention to your cause my parents don't know there's really no way they'll find out i'm sick they'll find out i'm gay i could lose my new job be tossed from my flat of course let's forget it or how about we chat if if hamilton was written and performed like this like i feel like people would have lost their minds because like you know we again we going to a historical musical right we're pulling you know historical facts and and things and we're writing things around it like at least hamilton knows what it is hamilton is like we unabashedly are rapping in 1776 like that is what we are doing because that's how we're gonna tell the story and everybody bought into it because they're like oh yeah okay well it's lin-manuel miranda it's eh, whatever like there there is spectacle in it but it's not ridiculous it's not for a a non-purpose right that's unfortunately what i feel like was the downfall of diana is like there could have been great moments like there were great acting moments between people that i was just like oh my god my heartstrings and oh my god i want to kill camilla and oh my god like i want to do these things but because there was so much there was too much spectacle to it and not applied in a right way, I didn't buy in. Some might say it was a car crash. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about Gina DeWall? Can we talk about her? Yes. Oh, yeah. I loved her in this. I think she's doing the Lord. And same with the rest of the cast. I think they're all doing the Lord's work. I think they all signed up. They all said, we're gonna give a thousand percent to this. 
for reference, like she is them... she is Diana in this pro shot. For anyone who doesn't know, yes. that is she is Diana. The, yeah, it's she, amazing. She uh, and like they all they did amazing. I feel like it's just the creatives where it falls short. And I know we oh. were making fun of it a lot, but like right. I want to like put words to it that. I fully blame the writing, the choreography the, on the, those. People. We always make that forefront. We never everything. say it it's the performers. Never the performers no. fault. Like, it is never. But like, I don't know, Mary, if you even know this, but Gina DeWall was nominated for a Razzie because of this. And but Ugh. wow, but she took like the Sandra Bullock and Halle Berry uh, route, where right. she's like. I'm so honored to be nominated. Absolutely. She has a whole Instagram post about it. But like, I I honestly loved her. I respect everything because like, thinking about it as a, as a show and everything, eight times a week, she's constantly on stage. I feel like there's maybe a total of 10 minutes out of the maybe. almost two hours show. That she's show not, that on, not the on the stage. stage. And when she's backstage, when she's not on the stage, she's changing, she's changing. and wigs and everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wish it lasted a little longer just because like, I want people to work. I want everyone to have a job. I would have loved to see this. Cause like, I feel like sometimes the movie version of a stage show does, or the pro shot of a stage show doesn't really, may or may not help. In this case, I feel like for me, it helped because now I was like, I wish I saw this. I loved the, um, bef before we get into If, when she's walking out and you just see her in silhouette and everything. I loved that shot. It was That beautiful. was a great shot. And I wish it was like, they picked better moments to do beautiful shots like that. Yeah. But like oh, that yeah. one is, that one's perfect. And then, um yeah I, yeah yeah <laughs> there are our favorite songs in the show could we cut anything oh yeah we could cut, we could cut some um yeah. okay so <laughs> oh look at him go here we go i want to get the right the right okay here comes james hewitt <laughs> you, okay i mean it's it's the staple when that man or stables uh um, stable when when james hewitt makes his entrance through the trap door straddling a saddle shirtless squelting his name i was like yes mamacita I you think we understand were <laughs> we were ready we were here i was for like it. so ready because like what uh kiss me kate has uh what's the act two opener too darn hot? No. Too darn um, hot, yes. It is? Yeah, too, too darn, darn hot? hot. Yeah, because yeah. so, it's, it's all the actors outside uh, so not wanting to go back to perform. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the idea of too darn hot is that they wanted to include a number after intermission to wake up everybody to be like, we're doing a show, you're still in it. So I feel like <laughs> that's what they were doing with Here Comes James Hewitt. Yeah. Where they're like, Barbara Cartland, A, love her. B, have him screlting his name shirtless while on a saddle coming up through a trap. Yes, here for it. Everyone is that awake is, now. Yeah. that you. Everyone's awake. Um, I also love the main event and Pretty Pretty Girl. Um, I love The Officer's Wife. I love yeah. it. It's a good it's, one. Even though, because like... It, 
yes, it's it, it's a very tonally different song, but like Judy sells it. She sold it to me. Um, I love if it makes me cry every time I watch this. Aww. However, comma, I hate the ending of it. The very, very ending of it. The tag, the tag at the end. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, it should have just ended with the Oz and the. It the should have ended with her, and I don't need the uh, the the. It's the line of like the people who. The ones, the, the ones who aren't the ones you think will change yeah. history, and the or something. fact that Charles is the one who sings uh, yes. it. Uh, you, my man. That. I would have rather it just ended with her and her having that last moment because it's about her. Yeah. Uh, like they, I want to reference Bombshell. Okay. <laughs> because that was that was the perfect ending with "Don't Forget Me." Yes. And it should have been "Don't Forget Me." is what it, it should have been. It should have just been her walking upstage with the flash of lights yeah. and in this in silhouette and everyone's watching her and then blackout curtain call. Done. That's what it should have been. Yeah. And if if the guys are listening to this who wrote it, get rid of that ending. Get rid of the ending. <laughs> Change it. Change it. I don't know if that I don't know if that was one of the changes and god I hope so. I sure as shit hope so. The ending of that like it was it was so disorienting because of all the flashing lights, but like I loved the way that that happened because like we start her career with the flashing lights and then we end her life with the flashing lights, but we're flashing for a Which very is different how purpose. Her life ended. Yeah, they yeah. nailed a lot of. I mean, to be real though, what's my one of my favorite bops in the show is Snap Click. Like I just Snap love click. the the Ooh. like the tempo of it and the way that it's kind of happening they but they make all of the reporters almost feel like sleazy car salesmen where they're very much like oh hey honey like you know give me give me a minute like turn around give me a smile like it was very it was almost enticing and it was a great moment for diana because she's not used to this right so they turn around and they go oh my god give me a smile and she does and they're like oh so pretty and she goes cheers thanks and tries to walk away and then they surround her and that's when she goes oh my god like that's enough but it was enticing. Off, and they're just like, oh, wait, she's also a bitch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're like, oh, God. I also like that to talk more about costuming, that they are all basically wearing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not they're they're not humanizing the paparazzi, really. No, they oh, make yeah. them one they're, thing. They're one conglomerous orb being. Mm -hmm. But we know what the look is because it's the. The trench coat with like the, the hat the and capelet in it. You got the hat, you have a sweater, you have a, I think a sweater vest or a vest and a shirt with a tie and pants. Like everyone's wearing that yep. look. Yep. Yeah, but they get to like fancy it up with pasta doble spin flare and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I'm saying like they at least gave you like, this is the menacing presence. Yeah. And like the, the, added uh fabric to the trench coat gives it like it's a little menacing mm -hmm. i feel oh like. absolutely and it's it leads more into the like if you didn't know that this was in diana's mind like that we were seeing things from her perspective i feel like that number almost i mean like the 
excuse me, the way your people dance was definitely like a, oh, we are clearly seeing this from her perspective because she goes and plays the cello and like does the whole thing. But like snap click is the moment where she goes, "Uh oh, this could be bad. Like this could get bad because of something so innocuous, like smiling for a camera, because then it turns into Charles villainizing her for that later on saying things like, well, all you want to do is be on the front page and all you want to do is be famous. And isn't it enough for you that the people love you, which is such a tone of jealousy in this show that he's mad. Oh yeah. Because and they, Camilla too. Mm-hmm. She says that as well during and pretty, pretty girl. All yeah. of it's ripped from real headlines and real statements. Like these things happened. These were conversations. These were things he's, that uh, were known. He, she was also being pegged by like, the opposite opinion of like, oh, she just wants attention. And so like every good media, there's bad media. And so you have to dance around this and uh, it's so silly. I'm here. Darling, finally. And I'm here too. Surprise. So I was paying attention to the lyrics more of If this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what really got me is that she's so hopeful. Mm-hmm. Her, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. Do <laughs> it. About it. Yeah. Dude, this because, is a safe space. Because she's talking about, <laughs> fucking crying right now. She's, she's talking about like a hopeful future. She's like, I'm free. I'm going to do these things it is so beautiful and i'm like you guys made a cuckoo bananas crazy score and you get it right every so often and this is a time where i'm like i love it and this the choreo i mean there's still a little too much choreography in the number but it's simple Mm -hmm. it is oh my god i look gross i'm crying you're totally (laughs) good john I have no emotional attachment to Diana at all. <laughs> but you're feeling it's, I feel like it's the thing that I go through when I cry at a show is it's because you're feeling the human part of it. That's like, she was hopeful because she finally got what she wanted. And then she was cut down and she died. And let me, t- I, I know I was making light of it earlier, but like when I first watched this and I remembered that she died, like I was bawling that first time yeah yeah during this song so and even today what re-watching it i was crying again and i'm like i know what's happening i've listened to this i've yeah. seen this yeah. multiple times and yeah. now i'm crying again yeah it's hard because we know the ending like we walk yes. into the theater knowing the ending yeah. and we know how this is going to pan out so it's it, but that's well, to me that's a staple of good theater too is that it, yeah. it evoked that emotion and yeah. it was yeah. able to get something across like, I still want to see the same live. Oh, I wish. That. Yeah. Totally. And it's available. Yeah. I know it's available. No, no. I everyone. mean, like, like, I wish I was able to see that. was actual. able to see it when I was. But yeah. somebody yeah. produced this show. And if you're going to, you should absolutely tag us in any post that you do on Instagram. You sh- uh, you know, from the top underscore podcast on Instagram. Please tell us if you're going to produce this show because we want to come see it. I want to see production photos. I do. And, and at Buttersong Pod, please. Thank you. Yes. Please thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they Side. They've all made their choice. They 
must do a questions for table read. It's my favorite part. You'll see. They almost all know how to read. But it's still my favorite thing. So literally, during This Is How Your People Dance, I wrote down, should we talk about how the people of color are the servants? Yeah. Yeah. So if you notice, if you watch again, all it's all the white cast members are sitting down. All the down. white cast okay. members. All the okay. white cast members. Okay. Not let's all of them, but most. But yes, yes, yes. Let's let's go in order here, but I I have this brought up as a bullet point. So you're you're jumping the gun, but I like your moxie. I like so, your moxie. You're talking about race first, because I I know I told you I'm taking over. I know I love hostile it. takeover. I like it. It's not hostile. I love you. So it's I yeah. First, of course, number one question we always ask first: Women are women represented well in the show? And we always ask it represented in the show. And are the parts for women well in the show? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so too. I think we get to see the broad spectrum. Yeah. Done I well. I feel like though Barbara Cartland is just an added thing that I don't. I I feel like if we got rid of her, it'd still be fine. Yeah, it would be fine. But yeah, um, you've got. Obviously, Diana, which is, which she never leaves stage unless she's doing a, a fastest costume change in the wings, mm-hmm. and we yeah. get to see her go from her art story arc is amazing and yeah. what makes this musical worthy. So yeah, hold on. You know what? I want to actually use the performers' names. So you have Gina sure. DeWall as Diana, who does a fantastic job. Sure. Erin Davy, I feel like also delivers from the get. Um, I don't like Camilla because I know what's going to happen. Right. But I feel like, like I said at the beginning, uh, Camilla is a little more honest, a little like, like I'm, I'm, we should probably not Charles. We should do. And then she gets to belt her face off sometimes, which I'm here for. Oh God, it's It's so good. I love playing sort of the unlikable villain. I really do. Like it's one of the things I look for in some roles to, be like, how can I make this character lovable? <laughs> and, and then, speaking of unlikable villain, you have the queen, Judy yeah. Kay, Broadway lo- royalty as well. <laughs> Pun intended. Clearly. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, Barbara Cartland, like I said, is a is a throwaway character, but like Judy Kay at least gets the dichotomy of like the motherly roles in Diana's life. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's why they smash those two together for one yeah. person to play. But for this story, the main three uh, women are represented and they're, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like if you were to add more women, it would just become a little overpowering and I don't yeah. know who else they would add. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about race in the show. <laughs> so this is that weird thing where because we're doing a historical piece, none of our main characters are people of color. Mm-hmm. So how d- d- does one just break reality and and you know, be able to cast in any way they want? 
or especially it being it's this like it's uh it's direct launch of a piece should it have been more diverse or and his not historically accurate or should we have done everything to the letter because the the only way you can integrate people of color then in this story is through the ensemble ergo like the servants and the side friends and all of the things and not rami malik not rami malik <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Robbie Malik, yes? Oh, yes. yes that is does. that oh, is the producer's... Beautiful yeah. boy. Yes, yes, yes. I think I followed him. After. Chris Medlin. He's Chris the one Medlin. who Graham. That's yep. it. That's it. He plays uh, Graham, who is, who's not Robbie Malik. Although all of the historical figures are whiter than snow, I feel like it's a part. It's a yeah. character. So, and I was going to say similar. I don't think one should be scared to cast this diversely. I don't think this is a show. I think this is a show about a bigger theme rather than the people. It might, and I think Diana even herself would say that about it, this show. It might be interesting if it was all, if, it, if they took the Hamilton route and it was all people of color except yeah. for somebody Somebody. The queen. King George. <laughs> the queen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need the King George that stands out that you're like, you're the villain. Yeah. So like, if it's like majority people of color and then the, like the ensemble has like a few white people and then like, I don't know, Camilla is white or tr no, Charles is a white guy. Charles is the villain, clearly. He's a yeah. shitty f white guy. Yeah. I feel like though the styling is what's going to help. Like 100 with, with you, with the audience being like Diana, Queen, Camilla. Uh, yeah. So, and I feel like anybody can play them. This is me fighting for the queen role. Yeah. Hello. Yes. <laughs> you are an officer's wife. You are a, absolutely an officer's wife. <laughs> How did wife. you know? Oh <laughs> um, because I do not want to play Diana because I value my time off the stage. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you man. so much. And that's too much to memorize. Even though it would be fun to sing some of those songs, it's too much to memorize. Literally, though, <laughs> damn. Oof. Do I think this show might have been helped by more diversity, especially after 2020? Yes, I think yes. so. I'm excited to, I hope it like tours and I hope it does stuff regionally where I can go see it. Cause I do want to see a live version of this. I really do. I want to see it in person and we're see going, what we're going to London to see the concert. We all we agree have to, to it. Let's we go. To. Let's so. go. I'm ready. Which, which I'm hoping it wins the Olivier like Hamilton did over there. Cause then I'm going <laughs> to yeah. die laughing. Yes. <laughs> well, and I, I almost asked this earlier. Do we think it would have done better had it debuted on the West End. No, I think they would have like eviscerated it. Like, Just the same. I, yeah. I, feel so. <laughs> I feel like reviews here were bad. I feel like over there, they would have murdered everyone. Diana's revered over there. So yes. it would have been more scrutinized in a way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, how about representation? And I'm just going to say very well. I think it's very well re represented. Historically, it's accurate. It wouldn't have been talked about. There's no one necessarily gay, quote unquote, in, in the cast. But they have an entire scene on the AIDS epidemic. And it's just, I think it, it is represented well. That's at least my opinion. I mean, I follow some people on social media. So I know what, they're, what, what the actor is like. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, they represent it. But like, I don't. Hmm, 
I don't know. It's kind of hard because this is this is a historical, somewhat fiction. Yeah. So, like, when you're talking about representation, though, especially with an, a white family in a whole white area of the world, I mean, yeah, I feel it's it's hard. But I don't. I, well, yeah. we always break it down historically accurate. Yes, and they had the scene of what the bullet point of her life in which this happened, yes. and it, she was a major plot shifter in the course of the AIDS epidemic. Yes, that's all represented and it's there. It was at least brought up within the show. So I think it passes the test in a certain way because the story is not focused on this. Does the show need more representation? I don't know if it would gain anything from it. It, it, It's not a plot driver. So like, I don't necessarily think that it would, that it would need to be an addition or like if we, I mean, you know, could we gender bend this show? I mean, yeah, if you wanted to do an avant-garde version of this, you absolutely could. But I think, is it, would it give it more value to do things like, you know, uh, like if you didn't make this a historically, you know, like if you didn't base it in history and you were just making a musical about Princess Diana and you were just had hard and fast rules and like you could do whatever you wanted. Could you make her a lesbian? Absolutely. Would mm-hmm. that add to the story, though? I mean, obviously it would be in juxtaposition of it because it's, you wouldn't be doing a historic show or a historically based show. So I think that for what this show is, I think it's it. It has the amount of representation that is accurate and correct for the time period. And your plans now? Once the boys are older, I'd like to go to America. A country unafraid to express its every emotion. You'll fit right in. And they don't have princesses. So they'll allow me to be who I truly am. And perhaps this queen, perhaps one day she too may rediscover a bit of who she once was. As I said, don't be foolish. Now she sometimes reflects on her unusual life and that unusual year she was an officer's wife. She never Does this story hold up without the music? I mean, it's a life story. It's someone's biography. But would you watch this without the music, though? Would I watch this play? I mean, we've watched documentaries. We've watched films. We've watched other things surrounding it. So maybe. But would I personally watch this on stage without these somewhat 80s derivative bops? Maybe not. I don't know. So I think it's like a good selling point that it is basically an opera. Because let's be real here, it's it's an operetta. It's an opera. It's it's, it's rent light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, yeah. It's Sweeney Todd ish. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch a a play about Diana, but I feel like it needs to be something like Spencer, where it's not sixteen years. Right. It's just yeah. like an isolated moment. Yeah. This was like a big love letter to what Diana was and her memory in a way. I think it's what they were going for. Right I think it's what they were going for. Whether it hit, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. A little bit of a revision. I like that. 
could it could this change era time or decade no no, no. this is the no. this is her story this is what it was so yeah, you no. can't set this in prehistoric times you can't set it on the moon like it uh-uh. has to be yeah this uh amateur or professional how hard do we think the show is scale of one to ten? Ooh, just because of all the technical stuff about it i want to give it like an eight Ooh, that's high. Well, because here's the thing. That's what Broadway did. So, like, you take this down to a regional theater. How hard would this be for a regional oh, theater to put on? Oh, that's how that's, we're thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, or how hard was it on Broadway to put on? I think the hardest thing about the show is, like, the quick changes. I think the, the set could be costumes, anything you want. Yeah. It's the costumes are the hardest part yeah. to me for this show. Uh, I'm solidly going to throw this right in the center out of five. I don't think it's hard nor easy. I think there are technical aspects of this show, just scene-wise, and the amount of music to be learned plus all the costume changes, it's going to be a technical nightmare. But I think there's enough to warrant it being a little easier than some, but less hard than others. I want to give it a 6.5. Okay. I, 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 now that we talked about a little bit more about this category, I feel like recreating the looks, that poor costume designer that is going to lose their co- mind. They need like seven assistants. Yeah. <laughs> They need a they need a whole sh- warehouse with, with <laughs> stitchers and and drapers and everything and yeah yeah, and, I, yeah. like I said because when I think of Diana I think of the looks and if the looks aren't right I don't think the show pops off so you need to recreate her which is why like I gave it a little higher than yours Stephen because like sure. it is because like those are iconic looks especially the the, the dress. and i'm sure you're thinking about like how many hours you would need to sit down oh and yeah all of those ruffles so oh, i get it i yeah. totally get it and, and also like <laughs> like how much money i'm not making and crying and you know i'm i'm still figuring out how to make the fuck you dress like <laughs> or i'm still figuring yeah. out the mechanics of the wedding dress the wedding yeah. dress oh, oh god, god. So what do you what do you rate it, Mary? See, uh, honestly, from a musical perspective, like or from a song perspective, I'm actually going to give it a seven. And the only reason I say that is because Ooh. a lot of those belting moments, the harmonies that happen, the timing of certain songs, like and maybe it's because I came off of a voice lesson today, and so I'm just like in a like I'm in a, a song like mode. But there are moments where Diana has these be- these chest which are head belts, but they sound like it's a chest belt. And she sounds like she's a high mezzo soprano. Like she's got that range to be able to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think musically, like, even though like a lot of the choreography is distracting and a lot of like the set and the lights were distracting, like I think what drew me in was the was the musicality of it and the like the fact that she was able to headbelt these beautiful like arias in in the adding in like the yeah the choreography that you would have to learn the iconic looks that you would have to create the the timing of certain lights and set piece movements the actors having to learn while they are probably major chords and it's easy pr- to learn much like rent if you don't hit the right note in a four part harmony it throws the whole thing off and it's just absolutely garbage so i think that you would have to get the the music right for it um that i i think i think a seven i feel like seven is where it lives and i i like this range of like where we're coming from because we've got you know like we've got a mix of actors choreographers costume designers like we've got all these different kind of you know things that mesh probably puts you into like a mentality of like i'm more on the 
other side of mm-hmm. stuff where it's like, no, nah, this isn't a hard show for me. But, but I feel <laughs> I feel like it can be done. It can be done. Oh, it absolutely. can be done at a four. It could be done at an eight. It, it depends on where you want to put the show. Totally. So right. Yeah. I I just also it's like you need the sing. You need Diana to be Diana needs to be singer. phenomenal. Yeah. Your whole show needs to be built around your Diana. And I Done. think that's what they did with Gina. Yeah, that. I agree. 50 years from now, do you think this particular production will be staged? Sure, why not? I think, I think once some stink rolls off, I think this is going to be a cool period piece for some people. This I've never said this before, because I think it's going to take some time. And I think this show will have a weird resurgence because it will be a point of history that some people later will take an interest in. And the, this will be a way the to musical tell that story. You mean. Yes. The musical will be a point of history, not the story of Diana. That well, I think the story, I think, it. well, I think it's going to go hand in hand because it's okay. close enough. So I think like in 2060, musicals are still going to be a thing, if yeah. so. And people will have forgotten a little bit about this. And this will be a fun, weird, quirky musical to put on about, like, women empowerment. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. See, I'm I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't think in 50 years it will because I feel like it, it, it will, like, if it were to be put on, it would be strictly because... Like Steven said, somebody thought that, like, found this quirky thing and went, oh, my God, they made a musical about, you know, Diana Spencer. Like, okay, screw it. Let's go ahead and try that. But I think that at that point, everyone, like, all of the people who this impacted, like, our generation of people that this impacted, I think will have moved on to other things and... Diana's not the big story that it used to be and it's not I mean maybe to a different maybe to some cultures of people it is but I don't know I I I don't think this will stand the test of time how about in 50 years they have Obama the musical (laughs) okay I would watch Obama the musical I would do that That okay but that would be a boring tan suit gate (laughs) well no because then who said that Who said I'm talking about Barack? No. Oh, fair, fair enough. Just becoming. There we go. I love it. <laughs> Title. Uh, well, aliens. Would we show this to aliens? Sure, why not? Yeah, just to f- with them. I would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I would. And then, and then when they start asking questions, just be like, uh-huh, this is exactly how exactly it happened. Exactly yes. what happened. This is historical mm-hmm. accuracy. We're, yeah. we're yes. catty bitches down here. You better don't, watch out. Don't listen to this episode of From the Top. Do not no. listen. Just watch No, this. just watch and learn. Don't do any other research. Just watch this. Watch, this. watch it. Yes. This is how we put our history down. It's through musicals. Yes. And this is how your people dance. There is breaking news coming out of Paris. Flashbulbs fill the air. We are hearing of an automobile accident involving Princess Diana. We have no word on the extent of her injuries. Frenzy fills the night. A mob of paparazzi followed her car into a tunnel. We are getting reports Princess Diana may be seriously hurt. Love. 
for the worst. There's shock and horror as the West wakes up to the news. We can now confirm that Princess Diana has died. Mary, would you watch Me. this again? Yes, I would. Okay. I would. Okay. I was just wondering, because I, I, I didn't know how you, exactly you felt about it, but like, would, would you watch it again by yourself or were you like invite other people over and be like, let's watch this crazy shit? Let's watch this crazy show. I mean, I think like my- Let's get some rosé. Let's, let's just get a charcuterie board. Rosé all day. Let's watch Diana the Musical. I mean, I would, I think for my, my musically theater- inclined folk i would absolutely show this to them because i think that um there are a lot of things that people can appreciate about the show um i i mean i resonated with it again because i'm a woman like i there were a lot of things in it and themes in it that are like you know applicable to what women are what women go through like being you know whatever role in whoever's life we are in and i think that in that way it spoke to me a lot um i think that yeah there are some things that uh, I think that we could have absolutely gone without and some things that came out of left field that you're like, mm, why is this a song? But as Steven and I have talked about on many of our episodes, the reason things are songs is typically because of like a costume change or a set change or we're filling time that otherwise we couldn't fill because, you know, somebody is ripping off, you know, costumes and wigs. So, but yeah, I would probably watch it again. I would bring my musical theater inclined folk to watch it with me and... I, I would. Oh, if I were still living in Helena, we would absolutely have a night watch of this. Oh with, yeah, like, the like charcuterie and oh drinks. Yes. yes. Like I would watch it again just to see if I could pick up on those nuances that you two have talked about because I like being told those things and then when I see them for myself, like it makes me feel good. So like I would just strictly go back and watch it again just because of all the the uh, little nuances that you talked about. I really. The music just slaps so hard, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I mean, I understand why, but I'm like, why do you slap so, so hard? hard? <laughs> it got to the point. I played it at work. I've, I played Pretty Pretty Girl at work a bunch of times, and it got to the point where my coworker was just like, you have to stop because I was having <laughs> Diana-related dreams. Yes. I was like, okay. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think... I more listen than watch. Sure. I will watch this no matter what. I mean, I was probably going to watch it again anyway, if you guys didn't assign me yeah. this. Hey. But like, go watch it. Go watch go. it now. And it's easy. It's just on Netflix. It's so easy. And I hated it the first time I watched it. And I, I put this on our season expecting this to be like one that I get to give some venom to and be like, this isn't my show. I hate this. Watching it the second time, I was deliciously delighted in revealing other things about it. So maybe the first time I watched it, I wasn't in the right headspace. And then I, I suddenly got transported into this life of Diana and I got a lot more meaning out of it. And I think it um, actually has a lot to offer and I'm not sure it had its due or its rightful due. And I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Like we said, I think it had issues that wouldn't have had made it have a long longevity on Broadway. But I, I think, um, 
I think there's something there. I think there's definitely something here, especially just in the theme and message of the show. One more question for the two of you, actually, this time. Ooh. I think you need to add this now, from now on. Oh, no. Okay. What do you think the audition song is out of this? Because, I don't know, I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't listen to your Pippin episode, but, like, Corner of the Sky was the audition song Mm -hmm. still since that came out from, from, for guys. But, like, I don't know. I think it's if. I woo. Just like the I choose happiness. Da, da, like I, it, it doesn't really show range, but I feel like it's a good acting song. Underestimated, her first song would be interesting. I mm-hmm. will would be interesting. An officer's wife would also be interesting. Mm-hmm. It depends on who you're auditioning for. But if you're going for Diana. I mean. I would probably yeah, and take. Then for, and then for guys. I know I, I don't want to I'm not going to say Diana the Rage. I'm going to say uh, when the words came pouring out. I mean, yeah, it, it, the when the words came pouring out mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like I think absolutely. that will be the audition song from this. Yeah, I might use a segment um, from uh, As I Love You, I think would be it would be a great um like cause there are some Aww, good there are some good belt yeah. moments in there and there are some there's some good like especially if you only get 16 bars like you at least for me when I'm choosing something I want to have something that gives like that can give an emotional range in 16 bars and I feel like as I love you is a really great song because she is so mad and then she gets so sad and so like kind of defeated almost like why can't you love me like I love you and uh, I I think you you could pull some really good stuff from that I think I'd probably pull a snippet from Pretty Pretty Girl Um, because I think it would show softer and higher belts Mm -hmm. and it would show the emotions in her most climactic uh, emotional character change. I think that I would need to see as from a director team standpoint. You know what? I'm actually going to rescind and I'm going to say the words came pouring out for anybody because you have great verses for male presenting performers. You have great... Versus for female presenting performers. Sure. So, so yeah. like, and especially uh, when she's like, da 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 da, like you get a high and you're belting, yeah. and mm-hmm. so, yeah. Which, as as your producer for this, <laughs> you should, <laughs> this, is your, this is you need to now add this to your outline. You know, like, I actually what's love. Song? What's the I'll audition do it. song? I'll add it. What's the audition song? I, I love like that. Yeah. I really do. It's good. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, world. Oh God, John growing the show. So there John's we go. growing the show. Well, okay, Stephen. I mean, we know we've we've uh, you know gracefully slid into the the last thing that we need to do. You got to tell me, give me the clue for what's happening next time, because I mean, you know, I'm terrible at these, and maybe one day I'll get this, but I I don't know. I just give it to me. We'll see. You've guessed what out of what? How many? I you think I've one? maybe guessed one out of our entire <laughs> our entire two seasons of this. I've gotten one. It either means I'm awful at giving clues, or we have a lot more work to do. I'm a bad musical, musical theater person. <laughs> Take my card right now. That's okay. what that means. It's okay. It's okay. Well. Coming up next time, uh, this particular musical can actually teach you some things, uh, something good that you can use in your life and something that will send you to jail. Is it learning how to take blood out of upholstery? (laughs) 
we already covered that musical. <laughs> Dang it. We've covered so many musicals that involve blood. But like, oh. like, our se- like our season, there will be blood. Just, of course, John figured it out. And you know what? No, it, I don't think I don't think it did because the there will be blood thing isn't what well, I was thinking. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not Saw the Musical. Like we're not. <laughs> that no, would be can hilarious. I, can, I make, can I make a guess and you could bleep it? Sure. Do it. School of Rock. No. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, I'm so sorry. But we are doing a season about death. John. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can you say? Can you say the phrase one more time? Can you say the yes. One more time? This musical will teach you a few things. One being something you can actually use in your life, and one thing that will get you put in jail. I will also say you must be a man in order to do it. Whoa! Oh. I get two clues for the price of one. Oh no! You sure do. We'll just do Bad Cinderella. It'll be fine. We'll just. It's it's that. <laughs> it's Bad, bad Cinderella. Cinderella. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I will I'm going to speak for Stephen when I say, John, thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. We are just thrilled and absolutely just enamored whenever you agree to come on our show, when you ask us to be on your show, which speaking of which, if you have not followed John on Instagram, you absolutely have to. If you haven't listened to his show, you absolutely have to go listen to it. It is by far, I mean, I am sad that I didn't know about this show before, like, you reached out to us with our very first, like, episode, but, um, it, it, go find it, you can find it pretty much wherever you can get podcasts, is that true? Is that? Uh, yes. True? I loved your, uh, Wizard of Oz coverage with the celebration episode. <sighs> oh yeah. my god. Ah, uh, it was Epic. So it was, good. It was a lot. It was- oh, by the way, I know so much of the questions the answers to all of the questions. I am, I'm like an Oz file. I've oh. read all the books. I know all of the shit. I've watched all the documentaries. Any questions you had, I was like, no, it was because this was in the paint that they used in the makeup. And I was like, he was yelling. Let's, let's do like a, what, what do you call it? Second second chance second theater. <laughs> I will do Wizard of Oz with you if okay. you would love. Um, we will figure it out. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, will you drop your social handles and where people might find you and where they can reach out to you about your show? Sure, you can. Uh, so Life's But a Song is a bi-weekly podcast that you can listen to anywhere you're currently listening to from the top. Uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, what used to be called Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Yes, went into... I went into it's, it's and I was like, and if you want to be part, and I was like, no, that's no, no, that's I'm, not I'm part of your. Yeah, I'm yeah. a guest. I'm a guest. <laughs> well, I, I will say. Have, <laughs> oh, you also have say, what? Also, oh, tell me. I also have another podcast that we're still on hiatus, but we're figuring out when to come back. It's called Movie Deja Vu. Oh, my part, fun. Uh, my my co-host Shady and I, we compare similar movies or what we think are similar movies by creating a verbal Venn diagram. Uh, we've been on a hiatus because life happens. Hooray! Life happens. Um, and you, you can listen to that anywhere. Uh, you're listening to this one as well. And the email for that is moviedejavupod at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook and Instagram at moviedejavupod. And we're on what used to be called Twitter at moviedejavu so interesting to hear the comparisons and i i love it so yeah until until you do something like lady bird versus boyhood and you're like these are not really the same i just thought they were but you know what 
I would love trying to figure that out. That's I love. We I love did. Listening. I do. I love figuring that shit out. Oh, my so. God. That sounds like an amazing time. Well, if you want to get in on our conversation and you want to tell us about all the things that you loved about Diana, the musical or other musicals that you think that Stephen and I should cover and other musicals that John should be a guest on when we talk about them, you can email us at podcast from the top at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on Instagram from the top underscore podcast for all of our shenanigans and all of the wonderful if you think that prince harry looks like you know uh james, james hewitt. hewitt if you think those two humans are real you can follow us on instagram and and tell us what your thoughts are uh this has been an excellent conversation i'm i love that we get to do this every week john again seriously thank you so much we love you we're so happy that you got to be with us tonight and Yay. until <laughs> next sorry. time my friends this has been from, from the, the top, top. A wandering, a wandering unicorn production. Not me over here vibing. (laughs) Um, please keep the vibe going for the outro. Let's go. Now now all you need is a fuck you dress. Who doesn't? (laughs) If not, if not, I can whip one up. (laughs) Perfect.